Bernie's pills are out. And Dottie's claws are in. A new dirty secret has been born. But can Tiff and Keegan survive the fallout? I'm Alex. I'm Rob. And this is the Wolford Weekly Podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to Wolford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast where this week we'll be discussing the episodes that aired on the BBC iPlayer and on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 2nd to Friday the 6th of August. And as as it wouldn't feel right without him, here is Rob. Hello Rob, how are you? Alright Alex, how are you? How are you? How are you? I'm very good, I'm very good. Uh, you know, nothing to complain about. Um, I'm about to take the long trip to see my mum and dad, um, hence why we're recording a little earlier. Not that anyone would know we're doing this a little earlier than normal, but we are this week, we're going a little earlier. So um, uh, yeah, I'm going about an eight, an eight and a half hour trip to see my mum and dad back down south. Down south. Um, thank you for reminding me. I am. I'm a proper southern pansy. Um, uh, ben keeps reminding me that because uh, <laughs> you up north, you're all the hard nuts, aren't you? Yeah, we um, are. I, but yeah, Ben keeps reminding me. Do you think hard yeah. man? I do. I, I mean, if I see you down a dark alley, it'd be the equivalent of walking past Phil Mitchell. I'd be shaking in my boots. Pretty much. I'd be like pretty much walking Hooray. past like that. Try not to make eye contact. Yeah, I can imagine. Because I can imagine you just throw me against mate. a wall. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> Ever. Ever. <laughs> Strolling down the street, like John Travolta, make eye contact with you, and you're yeah. like that. Boom. Get out of my way. I don't want, any, I don't want anything to do not with you. Straight at. <laughs> no. Knock you right at. Hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. But do you know what else I'm looking forward to? Our weekly chat. What's that, Alex? Extenders. Because always, I just said my weekly chat of EastEnders, and <laughs> I am going delay. to start off. <laughs> There's a delay, I can feel it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to start off with Cat yeah. and her helping out Billy on the tat stool because Billy's still selling his tat, and Cat is trying to help him not be homeless anymore. And her first step plan is to buy this very very expensive record on phil's credit card without phil knowing and to kind of sneakily get jade to put it on his uh stool and then be like oh have you seen what this record is and you know kind of you know give just prod billy in the right direction to kind of maybe sell it off again for for a profit mm. so they're helping billy but without taking away his pride um but unfortunately janet kind of got in the way because who'd have thought it she's a problem who'd have thought fan. it <laughs> she's I mean, just, last I mean, time we saw her she was surprising? djing and into her dance yeah this is the future of janet mitchell she's just a djing progressive <laughs> just trendy old trendy chick but it's, I, I love the idea of just janet sat in her room listening to all these sort of i mean th- this is my like this is not my music genre at all i mean i don't even really have a music genre you know me and you have spoken about music genres in the past and both of us just like listening to game music so in the grand scheme of things <laughs> it's not really our bag it's not really our bag but i like the fact that this um so they, yeah, so Cat's bought this a Dark Side of the Moon, which apparently is a real album. <laughs> yeah, Pink Floyd album. Yeah. Um, mm. I, see, I've, I feel like I've seen that, that sort of record art before. Um, so I didn't know whether it, like, it's actually possible to buy one for that much online. I feel like she might have just gone on eBay and got massively ripped off. It's like, oh yeah, this is valuable, this thing. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, but, you know, apparently you can get these uh, record things for quite a lot of money. But I don't know whether I'd buy one I off a tatty mark. After, 
Yeah, well, I don't know if I'd buy one at a well, potassium no, market stall run by Billy Mitchell for over a grand. I don't know if that's, no, you know... No, you? I, <laughs> I think... I, well, I think Billy, quite sensibly, by by advice of Jay, did then decide to sell it on a auction site. Um, and, and he was mm. sat there in the cafe, wasn't he, going, £800, £900, £1,000! He was getting more and more excited about it. it. And uh, I know, I know. Um, it was a first press, I believe, so that was why it was so expensive. I mean, you know... Like like you, I I don't really know about record sales, but I, I I mean I think a lot of like nostalgic stuff is kind of becoming really popular nowadays. It's like video game cartridges are like going for thousands of pounds now as well, aren't they? From the N sixty four era, I see online quite often them talking about. So this makes sense the cat would do it, but to pay out the initial fifteen hundred pounds <laughs> to then go on the risk of hoping that then Billy would recognise the record, sell it for its market value. I mean Jay, I thought was right to say at, at the right at the beginning like this is billy we're talking about he'll probably give it away yeah. for 10p and he did give it away essentially because he gave it to janet so he did it for the love of his daughter and had her kind of dancing mm. in the market listening to it on an old record player uh i mean this is what i don't like when they do things like this on soaps when you just know what's about to come up and you know cat fell over scratched the record and so then it meant that billy couldn't then sell it Pratful on and so that was much. a waste of 1500 pounds I know. Don't you hate things like that? I hate when they do things like that on yes. sites because I just saw Alex, it coming. That's up there with getting. That's up there with random head injuries <laughs> for me. You know those sort of moments yeah. where like characters just completely u- lose the use of their legs for randomly for five seconds just to sort of advance the plot a little bit more. I don't even know what happened. Like both of them just. I don't. I don't know why it happens. Cat was yeah. like, "No, you need to take this off the record player." And Billy goes, "No, cat." And Cat just randomly like loses the use of her ankles and just stumbles, and then kind of crashes into the record player. And then the record is like scratched or broken, and Janet looks disappointed, and the whole thing's tragic. But um, mm. <laughs> but basically, what it <laughs> you know, avoiding like the pointlessness of it all. Basically, what it leads into is Billy moving into Phil's, and Phil, as you could imagine, is you know, delighted with this with this arrangement because Phil is, if anything, the most supportive member of any family it's possible to be. Um, uh, you know, I think it's quite nice that Cat is sort of. I see. I'm watching the Cat and Phil stuff at the minute, and I'm sort of looking at it and thinking, right, what would Sharon do in this situation? You know what I mean? Like, sort of the comparable sort of size between Cat and Sharon in this role. Because what we both said is that what we don't <laughs> want is for Cat to turn into sort of the yes woman that Sharon did. Just sort of being taken advantage of by yeah. Phil all the time, and it's like Cat is kind of trying to take the ball by the horns with Phil a lot of the time, which is quite nice to see. You know, it's almost like he's met his match, but at the same time, we're talking about Phil here, and what it's very rare that Phil will turn over and sort of agree to whatever his woman, uh, you know, suggests or wants to do. Um, but yeah, so initially he throws Billy out immediately because he is in uh, quite a bad mood this week because of the whole Raymond debacle. Um, now, yeah, Phil has a this lot whole on his Raymond mind, thing, doesn't he? Doesn't he just? This whole Raymond thing sort of looks like it was going in one direction and then almost decided, no, no actually, I can't be asked to go in that direction and then just sort of faded away by the end of the week because they looked <laughs> like Phil. Yeah, it just sort of U-turned and like it looked like Phil was going to go all shenanigany and sort of kidnap Raymond how he was planning on doing this no idea but he was yeah he was planning on kidnapping Raymond and sort of running away again to where I don't know you don't know I doubt the writers knew Phil sure as hell didn't know but he was off um and then Kat again (laughs) sort of went to uh deal with Denise and you know eventually 
they sort of came to some arrangement where it would basically go back to how it was before, but Phil promises to behave, which I give, what, a week before he screws up again somehow. I mean, to be fair, the whole thing is... Well, yeah. I mean, Denise's only real issue was the fact that Raymond now knows that Phil's his dad. I don't think there's much more for Phil to screw up now, you wouldn't think. It's done, isn't it? Like, that's yeah, but does it. Raymond like, he can't do know that Phil's his dad? This is the thing. Does oh, Raymond yeah, because... know that Phil's his dad? Because we, but, but, but Raymond doesn't seem to care, though. It's like, even when he was told well, it, he, three. he, he said on care. the episode, like, did Raymond... Exactly. Mm. Raymond doesn't know. Raymond doesn't... He doesn't yeah. register that information. Denise cares so far more really Raymond that does. much of an issue? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, I, I don't well, think, I think Denise, don't get me wrong, Phil should never have done it, but I think Denise is, I think Denise is looking far too deeply into it than it actually needs to be. Very, into. yeah. Yeah. And the only thing that Phil can really do wrong now is sort of take your son to work day, where he'll take Raymond with him to a warehouse robbery. <laughs> On a shenanigan. Like that. You know, it's the, <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing that it can really go wrong with it now. So... In theory, this should all be fine now and Raymond can grow up and be a you know nice happy child with his mum on one side of the square, his dad on the other. It should all be fine. It's not the way of Albert Square though, unfortunately. So we'll see uh, see how it goes wrong, but there you go. So how long mm. do we think that um, Billy is going to be living at the Mitchells? Because his situation doesn't really seem to be improving, does it? Yeah, he's still not got any money, especially what? now his record's done and dusted, so he can't use that. So what's Billy's next move? Well, for as long as he still carries on working on that market stall, clearly he's not doing a very good job on there. <laughs> he just... But this no, is, this is again, this is a Billy almost, you know, kind of stock story for Billy, and that is that he's just not down and out and not doing very well. I forgot that he got... I thought he still worked at Ruby's Club, but Ben said that he got fired from it. I... I, I can't remember that, but I, I thought that he still had that second job kind of bubbling along in the background um, because he used can't to work remember. behind the bar and kind of, yeah, I see. I mean, I don't, I don't really know, but this is just, I mean, for as long as Billy's kind of like going to need a story, then this is going to be Billy's story, isn't it? I mean, I think the bigger question is, is Honey... Yeah, yeah, basically, which we can all relate to, I suppose, in one way or another. But is, mm. is Honey going to end up kind of moving away from... Jay, um, or keeping, you know, and going back toward Billy again, out of sympathy, out of pity, because that seems to be the only way that Honey kind of goes back to Billy, and this is why it worries me that we're just going all the way back to this t- typical kind of Billy story, which is he's a, just a one-story character, and that is he's always trying to get Honey's affections, and you know he's a bit of a down and out. Yeah, exactly. But all, all I can say is after the picture that you guys shared on uh, your Twitter this week when you were watching this week's episode. <laughs> now, I don't know if it was just a trick of the light or just, you know, a bit of a sort of helpful camera angle or whatever. But if I was honey, I would be going nowhere. <laughs> nowhere at all. Billy hasn't got a chance if that camera, if uh, if everything that that picture portrayed is true. But, you know, who knows? Yeah, so... It's uh, you're absolutely right. It's just sort of Billy, uh, sort of doing Billy's thing. Um, I, I think what I think you're right. I think what ultimately will happen is Honey is going to end up taking pity on him, and then it's going to start causing issues between him and Jay again. But again, I don't see why Honey would ever go back there because she has got such a better life now. You know, she's not constantly trying to pick up 
you know, Billy's disasters after him. She's, you know, Jay is a sensible, reliable human being with, you know, a good sense of what's right and wrong and and is an honest person, you know, everything Billy tends not to be. Um, So, but I think, I think, yeah, ultimately it's going to be Honey that sort of sorts things out again. Mm. But that's Billy's life, isn't it? I just think that they just have nothing. They just can't do anything with Billy because it's just the same story with Billy every time. And it's just, you know, that's that's just how I think. Can I quickly ask also that they had a Penny reference this week? Uh, they uh, Jack's daughter they did. Who's in uh, France? Um, question: Do you think Penny could come into the scene or come come back onto the scene? Well, I just mean I just think I, they don't say things for no reason. Recently, this seems to be brought up for a no. Moment. They don't. It was quite a ran- It was quite a random little pairing, and it's, and it looked like it sort of gave Jack food for thought, wasn't it? When Phil brought up because Jack and Phil were doing their sort of sparring thing and sort of throwing barbs yeah, at each yeah, other, yeah. Um, and Phil brought up Penny. Um, now I got to be honest, I don't know very much about Penny. I can't remember her barely at all. I think she was. Um, she, am I right? She's saying she's in. Is she in a wheelchair? Is that is that right? Is is that the? Am I she was. The right character she here? was. Yes. So yep, you well, are, who's you his, who's her mum? Who's her mum? Do we know? Uh, I, it's, you've never met her. She was all off screen. It was Jack's like, oh, okay. first wife. I think. Oh, okay. So it's not not like Roxy or anything like that. Um, uh, and she, right, she was okay. introduced onto the soap like after Jack had been uh, on the soap for a little while too. But yes, yes, she she was. Um, she, okay. she was that's the daughter that they're talking about um so phil had threatened okay well kind of threatened but then phil kind of went then went back it wasn't even really a threat said, oh no i'm not threatening her. i'm just saying well no it was more like you know what would you do if it was penny and you were told you mm. can't see her anymore and then he but then yeah. phil made because it phil, sound a bit by saying what if i made it mm. Yeah, that's right. And the, but then Phil kind of said almost like, well, I could make it that you don't see her anymore. And then Jack was like, are you threatening me? And then Phil was a bit like, oh, no, I'm not actually. <laughs> so it felt, it felt no. like a, a loose threat. But I just thought they're like, why, why mention her you. name? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm threatening you that I might send you a threat. I'm threatening you. <laughs> um, I could threaten you, you know. I'm threatening to threat you. But yeah, there you go. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it'd be nice to see. Maybe nice to see. Well, let's be honest. Jack needs more to do because Jack doesn't really do a lot in the grand scheme of things. He sort of growls at Phil and sort of, you know, does whatever Denise wants and is there in the background being sort of the decent policeman of the square. Um, but it'd be nice for him to have like <laughs> his own sort of story and sort of, well, uh, oh, come on. Um, it'd is be it? nice to see like he... <laughs> I mean, look at the options we've got available to us. All right, we've got, uh, you know. Well, I mean, well, I'm going to talk about Callum Jack a bit later. If you were in charge, if you were Wolford Police Commissioner, and those were your two options, well, who would you promote to sergeant? You know, given if those, if gone to your head, if those were the two, and Di Gaffney, of course, yeah, because he's straight as the day is long as well, isn't he? Yes, well, we are going to be talking about Bernie then, um, who uh, is still on the diet pills, but not. For very much longer because she had a bit of a turn uh in the market of all people who was there to defend her and also look after her uh gray um again felt a bit ick that they were kind of doing that with gray <laughs> um but i don't know I'd, I'd be interested to know what you think about that scene between him and karat um in a I second mean... but first of all uh bernie let out the information to uh, Keegan that Tiff has been giving her the pills um, and so now this has caused yes. yet another rift between Tiff and Keegan um, but yes okay let's first talk about then the Grey and Karat 
scene where Grey, strange, I don't know, it felt strange to me that he was defending Bernie in this way. I know it was to kind of get one up on Karat, but it's like using Chantel's name. It was like, yeah, but it's mudding it, you know, making it muddy waters there. I felt like he was using the woman that he proclaims he loves so much to get one up on Karat. I just felt a bit. I think he was he was using Chantel as a weapon against Kira, wasn't he? Yes, of course. Mm. Grey would have done that. Grey would have done anything. You know, we. You reckon? This is Grey's at. Oh, of course he would. Grey is at a stage now where he just has no morals whatsoever. You know, he's pushing people in front of trains <laughs> and you know just using anybody. You know, he, everything that he does. You know, and like going after people on Twitter. Let's not forget that that happened. By the way, you know that's still he went after to us. Be explored the next time he did. So. um you know, that's the, the, the next time to be explored. So, yeah, I, in the grand scheme of things, nothing Grey does would surprise me these days. And he, I think he is also quite aware that Chantel and Kira had something going on. He, I don't think he's ever been quite sure what went on. So just to use Chantel as a stick to beat Kira with, I don't think is a surprise in Grey's, uh, for Grey at all. Um, to be fair, him and Bernie, I, you know, I can sort of see why he would sort of be there for her they have still got to sort of humanize him as far as the tailors are concerned and sort of keep that you know yeah i'm there for all of you thing you're all family sort of thing going on so um it doesn't surprise me he was kind of there for that because bernie i think does still have quite a lot of fondness for gray and i think uh keegan does too you know because he's there like sort of handing out money for mm. them and all of that sort and not you know so there is still that side of things there but um yeah bernie uh sort of so i think i think this is sort of the end of bernie's kind of story with the pills isn't it because bernie collapsed this oh week. sure yeah because it turns out according to the doctors that tiff hasn't been really been giving her diet pills but she's been giving him amphetamines which is a completely different <laughs> thing altogether yeah because it's an mlm isn't it so why would they be handing out amphetamines because this is this isn't this isn't just like illegal drugs that's being got from an illegal script from a naughty doctor or whatever or uh, anything yeah. like that. This is meant to be a professional professional L- MLM uh, outfit, a quack. Yeah, as professional <laughs> as one of those can be. Yeah, um, and yeah, yeah they're, so they're handing out amphetamines. I mean, again, okay, so we've gone into quite a lot of detail about what these diet pills essentially will do to you um and the didn't you just exiting of your body but yeah but but like amphetamines what so what how do you benefit from that i don't i personally don't can't get my head around how would you benefit from from all it just makes you skinny though doesn't it because you get addicted to them it's the it's the it's the it's it's like a lot of some drugs do that don't they just naturally make your body kind of thinner so it's, I'm assuming wherever Tiff's been getting these drugs from, and we, have, we don't actually know where she's been getting these drugs from. It could have been from a dodgy website. It could have been from somebody that she knew during the Queen Evie days. Who knows? But we have no idea where she's been getting these, these drugs from. But yeah, these sort of, um, sort of, these sort of, cause, cause remember, Bernie was in the gym and her heart rate was going and all that sort of thing. Cause they're an upper, aren't they? Effectively amphetamines, aren't they? I think. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the sort of thing. And it makes, and it sort of raises your, things and makes your body thinner and all that sort of thing as more you get addicted to them so it's really not surprising especially the way that bernie has been necking these pills because she's been going through them like bilio hasn't well, she yeah like, you know even tis been surprised of like what you're finished with them already christ um <laughs> so yeah bernie sort of collapses this week and is taken to hospital and this all sort of comes out that you know she sort of confesses that tiffany's been the one that's been giving into her keegan that is furious um and that sort of leads us into the the main reason any of this was happening is because the Keegan and Tiff 
who are already on the rocks a little bit because of all the stuff that Tiffany's been doing with her fillers. Again, you know, we've been saying a lot about the fact that there's been this symmetry going on between Bernie and Tiff, but it almost feels like there isn't, there wasn't really supposed to be. You know, it's kind of like we're noticing it, and the, the show is almost like, oh yeah, that's nice, mm. isn't it? Yeah, that's great. Um, oh yeah, that. But it, without it really being, <laughs> it, yeah, oh, that's good. Oh, aren't we clever? You know, but it just sort of seems that like there's that sort of thing there that's not really supposed to be because both of them collapsed this week, um, but from mm. the thing that they've sort of become addicted to, um, Tiff is. Because, uh, you know, Tiff keeps having these fillers, despite the fact that clearly nothing that she has done with these fillers whatsoever once has gone right. You know, and both times her right. face yes. has not reacted well to them. No, because every time she has any kind of these this work done on her face, she gets a bad reaction from it. I don't quite... Every again, time. I don't quite get what's happened to... like Again, is it an addiction? Is it that she just has to do it because it's an addiction it now? Like... Mm. once twice or she's trying to get it better maybe because it went wrong the first time she's trying to correct it the second time it just felt if I, I just was screaming at the screen the whole time thinking saying why do you keep doing this tiff it's nuts <laughs> like stop doing this um no. and it just i don't know but i did feel so sorry for her on collapse on the floor like you said and and again there, there was that symmetry bernie collapsed on the floor tiff collapsed on the floor both for doing the vices that they have both kind of you know they both have been addicted to yeah um but 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 unfortunately, Keegan was a bit too late to find Tiff before he got himself in a little bit of trouble with Dotty. Mm. I have to say, I've no, you know what I mean. I've never really been kind of looked at Keegan in that way. I was quite attracted to Keegan this week. Love Rat Keegan is. I don't know. Sort of, <laughs> God, Rob. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea why. I couldn't tell you why for an instance. But I thought Keegan was. Uh, I like. I thought Lucky Dotty. Oh yes, because um, he does end up. Now I'm not going. I'm not going to show off here. I'm not going to pretend that you know I'm the the oracle of of the of the podcast or by any means. But. Once again, I predict I predicted this months ago that Keegan and Dotty were going to end up sleeping together at some point. Now, there is a couple of questions I have about this. Ruby is, you know, absent because clearly Ruby wasn't needed this week in the script. So, you know, characters have time off. But it seems that when Ruby isn't there, Dotty is in charge. You know, Dotty was sat there in a, in Ruby's chair, just getting drunk, using all of Ruby's drink from behind the bar because she was having a stressful mm. time because Vinny was sort of giving her hassle about the time that they slept together and sort of being needy. And yep. Dotty was kind of like, look, we're done, all right? And we're friends and that's it. So she's stressed and, you know, has people having a go at her for stuff. So she's getting drunk and then goes and sits in Ruby's office and Keegan comes to complete up his wages because he's wanting to get drunk because of the argument that he's had with Tiff regarding Bernie and her pills. Um, so he comes into the office, gets drunk, he's like, I've come to collect my wages. And, Ruby, and Dot is like, right, yeah, I'll just get those for you. And like goes into like the cabinets and pulls out money for staff and all of that sort of thing. So Dottie's apparently had some form of promotion. And the two of them end up having sex on Ruby's sofa in the office. Now, let us not forget, Alex... But there is a camera in that office because that is the same place that Hunter and Louise <laughs> yes. did it when Phil yeah. went mad with a baseball bat. So that is on camera. Yes. Whether that be rem- whether mm. that will be remembered or not, it may be, it may not be, it probably won't be. But, you know, there is supposed to be a camera in there recording every single thing. I don't know how many people have had sex in that office. Mm. Like, you could open an OnlyFans but in that I, office's yes. video account. <laughs> you know and, it's and i presume that phil still has the password for that cctv system so do you think phil's at home like kind of think? recording these videos that's another one of his money-making schemes <laughs> one of his secret garages Who is uh, <laughs> phil's only fans page you know <laughs> could, be, could be i mean that's hey? 
that's that's a t- that's a terrifying thought. Immoral um, is the yeah, word. Yeah, so immoral. Yeah, that's that too. That too. Um, so yes, we have a brand new uh, secret hot off the press. Is that Keegan and Dottie have had a have had a thing? They've had a tryst. They've had a mm. mad passionate evening. You know, one of those times where both characters are drunk, and then the opening of the next episode, they've effectively had sex. They've apparently Sobered shagged up. the alcohol out of each other, and both completely sober afterwards. Yeah. Both that was a terrible <laughs> mistake. We should never do that again. Very bad. Um, yeah, and. So Keegan is so Keegan was busy doing that essentially while Tiff was on the floor collapsed, sort of moaning softly to herself. Uh, and then Dottie comes home, finds Tiff on the floor, and she goes, goes off to hospital. Um, and the weekends with sort of Keegan keeping this secret from Tiff and over to you. When does this? When does this get exposed? This is you know sort of the brand new sort of big old secret that the Square's got at the minute. I have to say, I well. quite like it if I'm honest. I do quite like it because I feel like Dottie's what, Dottie been and Keegan. Keegan for a well, you while. like the secret. I well, no, I yeah, like the secret. Yeah. I like because it feels like this is. I quite like the fact that you know this is something that Tiff and Dot are going to have with each other. You know because these two have hated each other since child since their childhood essentially. So I quite like that this mm. um, this this thing is going to be there between them. I'm looking forward to the looking forward to the fallout of it. But how long is that going to be? Do you think? If, if that wasn't bad enough, they've also added the extra twist that Vinny, who seems to be best friends with Keegan this week, so they seem to have bonded over their kind of d- d- how Dot has deceived them both. Um, and Vinny had, has admitted to Keegan after they slept with each uh, Dottie and Keegan slept with each other that he did act- he does actually love Dottie. And so now he's going to try to gain mm. her affection. So, oh my goodness. So it's quite exhausting. It said, and I, as you say, to say that like, I quite like the affair, I had said like a few weeks ago, we haven't had a decent affair on the show for a while. So this is nice. To, it's nice. There you go. It, is, it feels new. It feels a bit fresh. So it feels like they're doing something mm. a little bit, not different, but something which is something that you normally see on a soap. We haven't seen on any this for a little while properly and so it's nice to have this kind of no. secret i do worry though that it's going to be exposed because dotty is going to be pregnant with keegan's baby that's yeah, what i think is there is the possibility because you know two like drunk a... people don't know contraception exists yeah that's the classic kind of classic exactly. so true isn't it also i do want to say vidi has taken to calling dotty dot just you know sort of like a short affectionate yes. term for her name like call it call it dot now there's, that's going to kind of conjure up all sorts of images, you know, when me and Dot slept together, when me and Dot had grief sex, when me and Dot did this, I'm obsessed with Dot, I love Dot, why is Dot treating me like this? It conjures up all sorts of images, like, just please just call her Dottie, all right? Because Dot's a very different character, and that's not the one that you've done yeah. all this sort of stuff with. So, but you know, yeah. apart from that. I felt that way um, too. Mm, slightly <laughs> odd. Uh, but... I mean, I mean, all I say, she's not one to gossip, but yeah, what has Dot been up to in her absence? Um, yeah, so <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see where this goes from here on in. I have a feeling we're not gonna see it for a couple of weeks now, though. You know, they've sort of given it that sort of end of week cliffhanger, and it's kind of like wait till we deal with the storyline next reckon... time. I don't think we're gonna deal with this next week. But I just got the... that impression. Mm, but for the last, yeah, for the last couple of weeks though, the cliffhanger has been uh, Keegan and Tiff. It's been the, the no, three weeks true. in a row now. The Friday cliffhanger has been Keegan and Tiff. Well, so I think I I feel like they're going to stick to it and they're going to carry on with it maybe. because I think I think this is kind of one one of those stories they're kind of pushing along a little bit. Um, which I which again which I I kind of wave the flag for because it's a it's a young couple. <laughs> you know how I like my young couples mm. in stories in death. and it's just <laughs> and it's quite. I think 
Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I and I just think that it's almost relatable to a, a, an audience that perhaps may have dipped out of EastEnders and could potentially be pulled back in again. I don't know. So I I, I feel like they are going to chug along with it. Um, I just wonder how how it is going to be exposed. Whether I mm. I hope they kind of play it out for a little bit longer. Um, uh, I mean, I don't mind a pregnancy story. I mean, it could again because it kind of links in with Bernie's story a little bit at the still at the moment because obviously Bernie revealed the pills thing. Could Dottie being pregnant with Keegan then link to Stuart and Rainey's story somehow? <laughs> I don't know. Could it kind of then intertwine somehow somewhere else? Who knows? Dottie says that she's gonna have it adopted out, and so I don't know. I don't, it's you know there's, there's a lot of twists and turns. It's just you know obviously all the stories are kind of intertwined at the moment. Is is this where it breaks free or does this where it continues intertwining? Um, who knows? Anyway, can we briefly talk about uh, Lola uh, and Isaac? Yes. Um, and it's it's a real yes. short thing, really. Lola has a, basically decided mm. this week that she's got far too much on her hands. Uh, Lexi has been was it a recital or her first swimming thing like, 10 meter swim or something I can't remember yeah yeah her gala. she missed it she feels uh, Ben feels like she's missing too much of Lexi's life but I think that's more because Ben doesn't want to have as much <laughs> hands-on involvement himself no he's Ben's busy feeling yeah, quite exactly yeah sitting back and kind of letting other things kind of happen and so he convinces Peter yeah. to t- talk to Lola uh, that felt like a an unnecessary random. scene but fine but then basically Lola then decided yeah. it was random and Lola then decided with a little bit of continuous persuasion from Cherie that she doesn't want to see or she does she's not going to visit Isaac all the time anymore um and this poor doctor who's looking after Isaac was very upset because he's not going to get his daily burger so uh, no, I think he's exactly. the biggest casualty of very all this, to be perfectly honest mm, isn't he just mm. um yeah, I, yeah. The whole Cherie thing is because that that whole conversation started with Patrick turning around to her and saying, "Look, just give Lola a chance. Just you know, just be kind to her. She's trying her best here." And Cherie's like, "Yes, yes, you're right. I will, I will." And then instantly goes to Lola and goes, "I don't think you should see. It. I think you know. I think you're done with Isaac. Really, I think <laughs> you know. He's, he's clearly broken up with you. Move on, love. Move on. You've got to know. You know, you're a pretty girl. You can do anything you like. You know, just go out there and just sort of live your life. You know." Leave it to me. Clearly thinking that she was being supportive. That's the kind of vein I got from that conversation. That Shuri thought she was being extremely reasonable and extremely sort of kind and like yeah. almost like setting Lola free, opening the cage door and letting Lola free and let's say fly away from these terrible issues that she's having to deal with herself with Isaac. Um, but I, it does seem that Isaac at the minute is just point blank refusing to see anybody, whether that be her, whether that be his mother, his girlfriend, his mate. I, I wonder if he's he's letting his mate uh, come and see him that he went to he went to stay with for, the, for that weekend. You know, oh, yeah. maybe he's allowed in as long as he brings <laughs> yeah, as long as he brings burgers. Um, but yeah, apart from so at the minute it's sort of just Lo- Isaac refusing to see anybody, Lola keeping trying to see him, and and so clearly thinking that um, if I if I turn up every day. Isaac will think that I am dedicated and that he can trust me. When in fact, if you remember, Isaac is paranoid about people. So the fact that Lola mm. keeps turning up when he doesn't trust her isn't going to help him, I wouldn't have thought. But, you know. So we'll see. Was it, like you say, it wasn't that much of it yeah. this week, but we'll see We'll see where it goes from there. But yeah, I can't see this pl- playing out very well. But who knows? It's just like they've put the story on the sideline. Um, and presumably it's going to become a bit more 
involved again maybe eventually when we start to see more of Isaac down the line um but Lola was the only one to start with that Isaac trusted so I just find it a little mm. strange that they're kind of not like I like Lola has kind of given up quite so easy and I, I like you say it felt weird that for weeks and weeks and weeks Cherie has been kind of deliberately trying to push Lola away but this week Cherie seemed to genuinely with kindness suggest that Lola kind of stepped back so Cherie kind of mm. finally admitted that Lola was helpful but then decided that Lola would be more helpful if she did step back but not with a malicious turn behind it so it was really weird wasn't it how they kind yeah. of then yeah. made Cherie kind of go that kind of way um but yeah I mean it's, it's just yeah we sh- I feel like we should be talking more about Isaac's story though that's what's that's what's kind of yeah, but this is the thing though. While he's in while he's in hospital, we can't. Re- There's nothing really to discuss because he's in the right place at the moment. He's in the place where he needs to be to sort of get better, and the doctors are doing their thing. It's like when Stacy was sectioned. You know, we didn't really see all that much from Stacy. You know, in in the hospital, because it's kind of just like, well, that's where she needs to be, and it was more about how the family are dealing with it and how the family are sort of dealing with the fallout. Um, so I think as it comes closer to Isaac being released then we'll start to see more of him and sort of see how this has affected him. But I think until then, there's not really a lot they can show in the hospital because it's effectively just Isaac receiving his treatment. Mm. Because remember, the one time that we did see Isaac there, he was absolutely off his head on the tablets that they gave him. I don't know what they give people that have, that have reached that, that kind of level. Um, but yeah, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't really that cognitive... Cognitive... No, cognizmentous... No, what am I trying to say? He wasn't cognizmentous. You know what I mean, don't you? Um, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so so at the so at the minute we haven't really got um, a huge amount to sort of deal with of Isaac, and like I say, it is just sort of Cherie and Patrick and Lola sort of trying to get back in there with him and sort of make him trust them again. So we'll see where it goes. Mm. Uh, Nancy and Frankie now um, this is what I was saying yes. just earlier about Callum um, so they get locked up in oh, prison yes. we'll discuss how they get to that point in a minute but can I just say that so the prison service in the United Kingdom okay if you say that you want to stay with your friend in prison do you just get to stay in prison one secondly if you become too much of a bother if yeah if you become too much of a bother in the prison do they just say, you know what, you're too awkward, off you go? <laughs> because that's leave, what happened this week leave. with Callum. Callum literally mm, came, effectively, yeah. yeah, opened the door twice, once to say, Frankie, <laughs> you're free to go because you've done anything wrong. But Nancy, you did start quite a bad fight there. I'm staying with Nancy. Okay, clunk. You're both free to go because my Sarge said that you're too much of a nuisance. And then I was like, what? Yeah. No. Effectively, effectively. I know, we know that Walford Police are terrible but that that bite i'm sorry that takes that takes the biscuit cake thing i don't know what the phrase is cognitive but you know what i mean that that just i just felt like that takes that a cognitive biters biscuitus cognitive Bis- biters biscuitus cake um <laughs> um yeah it would that Can was it just, oh, i mean for a start yeah no i completely agree with you for a start i'd completely forgot i don't know why but i'd completely forgotten about Callum's sort of involvement. I, you know, when the prison door opened, Callum was the very last person I expected to see standing there. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Oh, yeah, you're yeah. a policeman. I like, sort of oh. forgot that that was his job because he spent so much time breaking his <laughs> breaking the rules and not doing his job properly. It was odd to see him in his official role. Also, you know how, like, they have Ash? 
sort of doing every single job that is possible to do in the NHS, whether that be porter, whether that be maternity nurse, whether that be brain surgeon, whether that be head matron, yeah. whether that be cleaner. You know, Ash can do it all. She's like, you know, ahead of the NHS. Yeah. And it sort of felt the same with Callum this week because, you know, we've seen Callum sort of on patrol and doing his like, oh, you're under arrest, my son. And sort of, you know, playing with computers and getting all the codes and numbers that he needs to do whatever, you know, the Mitchells need that week. So it sort of felt weird to see Callum sort of doing a lowly duty of sort of prison person, you know, sort of dealing with the people that were in the cells overnight. You know, it, yeah. it, it felt odd. But I suppose that might be part of his job. I, know, I, I, know yeah, exactly. I don't know a huge amount about sort of... Do you know what I mean? I don't know a huge amount about police people's roles. But I, it, 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 it just felt, it felt odd. And when he opened the door as well, it felt like... To me, it felt like it was one of those kind of like, you know, in like the 1970s, 80s sitcom when like a, a star would like open the door and walk into a room and the whole audience would go, Wah! Yeah. Woo! Honestly, if you put one of those yeah. kind of tracks, yeah, <laughs> if you put one of those tracks to Callum opening exactly, the police yeah, door, exactly. the cell door, it it would have worked. I genuinely believe yeah. that would have worked. Guest Absolutely appearance fine. by Not Callum probably. Highway in this <laughs> so, storyline. Yeah, I completely understand <laughs> what you mean. Do a still yeah. frame of him going, you know, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, if anyone wants to do that, who's listening or watching the show, please feel free to and send it to our Twitter at Wilford Weekly. Anyway, onto the story roll. So t- tell us, tell us how they got there, please. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wish I could. Um, yeah. So this, uh, <laughs> it was sort of like it's, it's, it was one of those stories that sort of goes a little bit sort of circular before it gets to sort of the aim of the story, which effectively is Frankie thinking that getting Nancy drunk is the way to deal with any sort of problem that she's got at the moment. You know, sort of like, Nancy's stressed, right, I'm going to take her out. I'm going to get her absolutely hammered and that's going to solve everything. Oh, Nancy's sad. I'm going to take her out. I'm going to get absolutely wasted. This time, she's going to be so wasted that everything's going to be fine. We will reach a point when Nancy's just in hospital from some sort of liver illness because Frankie has been that desperate to try and make a world. And even then, Frankie will try and sneak vodka into the IV drip. You know, Frankie is... I wonder if Frankie is, is some form... Like, living with Linda, I don't know if this is a great idea, you know. Um, but yeah, effectively, no. Nancy's in a sulk this week because of everything that's been going on with Zach. And, you know, so she decides, you know, because last week she was talking about going to Thailand and everyone was completely horrified by the idea. Um, so Nancy has met some girls and uh, has decided to go on holiday with them uh, for a couple of weeks. Now, it's questionable, I think, how good Nancy is at making friends because the girl that she becomes friends <laughs> with has got to be. One of the biggest psychos I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, she is, she was, Mm. she reached, like, it's fair enough, like, her falling out with Frankie. And, you know, because Frankie at the same time wasn't exactly being, you know, helpful in the situation. was just sort of standing there, like, glaring at this girl and calling her a tramp and all of this sort of thing. You know, that's, I understand why, yeah, yeah, giving her the stink eye or whatever you call it. You know, I understand why she might get a bit annoyed (laughs) by that. But that went from... You know, so what are you looking at? What are you looking at? To throwing a glass bottle across the room. That escalated quite quickly. And then to the point where Nancy was it sort did. of even, even Nancy was amazed by how vicious and evil this girl was. And then went to, and then we don't know exactly how this fight planned out because it sort of cut away before the main sort of violence occurred, which is a shame because I'd quite like to have seen exactly how Nancy dealt with this girl to the point where <laughs> even Callum was surprised. Yeah, you're quite violent. You need to stay here. <laughs> 
<laughs> because Callum, you know, it was, it was the reason that Nancy was kept in, because apparently Nancy was by far the worst in this fight. Frankie was just sort of an unfortunate ally in the whole thing, but Nancy apparently was a nutter throughout the entire thing, and we don't know what state this girl's in. I assume she's unconscious in a hospital somewhere, you know, just, well, and we'll never see the light of day again. Um, but yeah, all of this essentially leads into eventually at the end of the week um, when Frankie again takes Nancy out to get her drunk because that's the way to solve issues. And she arranges for Zach to sort of meet them at this bar and then sort of inconspicuously leaves, leaving Nancy and Zach to sort of reconvene where they were. But they have now decided again yeah. to sort of keep the whole thing a secret. Mick's never going to know. So I give it till next week. Mick's never going to know. And, you know, they're going to sort of build their relationship up again because clearly they do still really like each other. Um and again I really like the pair of them. I think they're I think they are a good couple. Nancy's quite obsessed with the idea that Frankie is having some sort of affair with, with Zach. She seems to think that Frankie is after her is after her man. Uh so I don't know if that will ever play out. I think she's let it lie now though. I think after they had their scene mm, in the cell maybe. and they kind of I think you know fr- uh Frankie was quite adamant, like, there is nothing between us. I was just trying... And also because she then Mm. set up that uh, meet with Zach and Nancy at the Albert, I think Nancy kind of realised, oh, no, I think... So I think she has let that lie. As you say, it might come out of the woodwork again, perhaps before then the admission comes out. I mean, I do like the relationship, obviously, between Nancy and Zach is nice, but I actually really like the relationship, and you're quite right, it, it cracks me up every time that Frankie no matter what, we'll get out a bowl. <laughs> Here's the solution. Yeah. Alcohol. If in doubt. Um, but I do like the relationship between Nancy. Booze it out. Mm. Um, Frankie and Nancy, I think it's really nice. Is there, is there, because mm. I know that you like these characters, is there, is there tones of Ronnie and Roxy kind of developing between them? I see Nancy as a kind of a Ronnie character and Frankie as a kind of Roxy. Oh, see, now I'd do it the other way around because I've, if we were to make that comparison, oh, really? I don't think there is much of a comparison. Yeah, but I think that Frankie is more likely no. to turn into, if out of the two of them, I can see Frankie killing for, <laughs> you know, for like being bit, turning into a bit of a <laughs> sort of over-possessive half-sister than Nancy would. Because I think Nancy's a little bit too chill for that sort of thing. I think Nancy is a bit like Roxy in that regard because she, you know, likes to go to Ibiza and Magaluf. And, you know, party on down and give it to the live up. Um, so, you know, all that sort of thing. So um, I think that Frankie is probably a little bit more of a sort of slightly overprotective sis- sister. Um, she's so argumentative, Frankie, isn't she? Like, you forget how, like, Larry Frankie can get until she's, like, put in a situation with a few drinks inside her. Like, just the way that she just, like, just starts trouble. Just care. Just couldn't give a toss. She will just start any fight with anything. So, I think it's it's going to be interesting to sort of see Frankie, you know, as soon as this whole Zach thing's done. Um, it's going to be interesting to sort of see Frankie and Nancy's relationship sort of build and develop over the over the, uh, over the the coming months. Because, I, yeah, I, I don't think there's necessarily a, a Ronnie and Roxy uh, comparison. But I think it is going to be an interesting relationship to sort of see build. So, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but again, how long this will sort of stay hidden, this whole thing of, um, you know, the, the hit and run remains to be seen. But I mean, we're only in August, so maybe I give it a maybe another month at the most. And I still think that Nancy is going to overhear either a conversation between Mick and Frankie or Mick and Zach. And that's how she's going to find out. That's my official prediction that I'm going to throw into the pot. So I shall be keeping an eye out for that see if my oracle status and reputation is upheld 
Uh, I felt a bit sad for Nancy because she mentioned uh, that Tamwa this week and how she didn't really love him. She said she, well, she did love him, but she didn't, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as romantic as she felt like it was with Zach. Um, and I just felt like, again, they, they were kind of doing a little bit of the dirty on Tamwa because their relationship on screen when they were on the show seemed quite a, a mutual relationship. I didn't really feel like Nancy felt like Tamwa wasn't, in her depth or was you know good and not good enough for her and it just i know that uh, linda and mick kind of felt like maybe they weren't the perfect match but i think felt like nancy but then was nancy always kind of kind of illusioning herself kind of telling herself oh no it's absolutely fine and so it made sense for her to say that this week i just felt like it, it kind of did it didn't feel fair that she said that about tamwa because i thought their relationship what we saw on screen was a good strong relationship and he cared for her and she seemed to care for him too yeah um yeah well yeah but i think you are also talking uh we're also talking about sort of fresh out of divorce nancy i think your perspective is going to be ever so slightly shifted you know once you've reached the stage of like where mm. we're divorced now so i think you're not going to look on you're not going to look on that sort of period of your life uh, through the rose tinted spectacles you might at the time or slightly sort of earlier into earlier into the relationship especially when you've got an exciting new hunk like zach and all you know, if, if you end up, if you wake up in the morning and you've kind of got someone like Zach, like lying there, you know, in his big strong arms, <laughs> uh, and you know, so I think, I think, her, I think her perception of things might be slightly distorted from what she originally felt with Tamwa. You know, her and Tam were a very sweet couple, and I think because they had that whole sort of chalk and cheese thing going on. The interesting thing is that Zach and Tamwa are completely different people. Uh, so you know, well, you have the sort, yeah. of, you have the sort of typical sort of. Um, love story uh, between Tamwa and Nancy because they were so dissimilar that it worked. Whereas I think Zach and Nancy are a little bit more similar. So I think it might be because Nancy has sort of seen more similarities in Zach than she might have done with Tamwa. You know, Zach is sort of a more um, mm. party boy, sort of, you know, he's sort of more of a bad boy. Typically, I think more the person I think that Nancy would typically go for than Tamwa, whereas Tamwa was sort of your nice, sweet, you know, would do anything for you, uber romantic, sort of quiet, sensitive type. So they are completely different people. So I think because she she has started off on this new journey with someone like Zach, it's going to sort of distort the reality of the old mm. relationship, I would think. Okay, I don't, it's just felt, it's, I, I see where you're coming from. I just felt, felt like it was a bit like, no, there must have been something with you and Tamwa at some point. I don't think it was ever a kind of relationship that never, it was never, it was a non-starter. You just kind of, it was, comfortable to be with him but i see where you're coming from yeah because it's a new relationship with zach but funny enough you saying i know you're gushing over zach's body and <laughs> and every single part of him but um shallow. for nancy so i don't think it's about that is it i think it's you are shallow shallower than a kid's pool i think that you need i think that nancy <laughs> nancy likes zach's uh, personality and that's <laughs> that's why it kind of i think it works with them too um, and I think it's yeah, just a, <laughs> a lucky coincidence that Zach's also, yeah, Zach's also a very good-looking right. lad. Yeah, he's all right. He's all right, I suppose, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One, one final story then. One very final story then. Um, and that is, well, it's a couple of stories. First of all, uh, Dana and Harvey are now moving into the square. Harvey's one step closer to maybe finding out the secret about what Bobby has to hide. Um, Lucy was also mentioned this week, so we'll come back to that in a second. But we also need to talk about, and I thought we'd bring this up first, the fact that Whitney's singing career storyline has begun um again singing happy so she's moved from humming happy birthday to singing happy birthday 
to Shrimpy, was it, on his stool? <laughs> Um, putting lots of like mm. runs. I learned the word runs this week. Mm. Ben told me that that was a run that yeah. she did. So go. Ah, ah, ah. Wow! Even the way you did it. Oh, oh yeah, better. All I need is that uh, beautiful auto tune. Terry kind of watched from afar with his phone and kind of recorded it. Kind of a weird kind of Grinchy type smirk as he was doing it as well, which I found a little bit terrifying. Um, and now has introduced his yeah. record producer friend, another one of his friends, Jen, who's now trying to convince her to start singing professionally because she could make mm. a huge career in Japan. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like the voice of Ask Ketchum or something. Um uh... I mean, it's, <laughs> I'm officially bringing. I'm officially bringing. It is what it is out of retirement because I've never. I can't see a storyline that this will be better attached to than than this. I just, just I, fine. Do you know what I mean? Just get it done. It's the summer, all right. This is this is what I keep thinking. Sort of get myself through this <laughs> ridiculous story. It's the summer, all right. This is what happens during the summer. They bring out some of like the you know, old storylines that they've had in a drawer for years and just sort of apply it and it doesn't matter because it's going to be over in a couple of months, all right? So, yeah, fine. Wit is going to be a international pop star for a couple of months and then it'll be forgotten about by the time her next tragedy <laughs> arrives, all right? So we're just going to deal with this. Whitney, like you say, has gone from humming Happy Birthday and impressing Roxy, uh, Rocky beyond all belief to belting out runs and, you know, X-Factor-worthy performances. Why was she even doing that? And is it? And was it Whitney? Is it really Shona McCarthy singing that? Was that actually her? Or have they got some sort of... She has got a good voice, to be fair to... to has she got a good voice? Fair play to her. No, she's... Well, if that's her, then fair play to her. But still, it's the whole thing... It's... The thing is... In a weird way... Yeah. But no, in a weird way, I kind of like the idea, because we haven't had a soap star become a pop star... In many, 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 many years. And it was such that. a thing of the 90s, wasn't it? Where lots of pop stars... It was, used yeah. to, I know, I probably regret saying this. But it was a really a thing yeah. of the 90s, wasn't it? Where they're kind of like... they Like Martin McCutcheon and Sid Owen. And, you know, they all they all had a music career at some point. And uh, Shane Ritchie. One, one, one and, automatically uh, rolls into the other, doesn't it? Martin McCutcheon, Sid Owen. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If they should have Probably duetted, the it would have been perfect combination. They should have done. Yeah. Um... So, in a funny way, it sounds a bit weird saying this, but if a record should come out of this, not Happy Birthday, incidentally. I don't want her to singing Happy Birthday on a record or, or an album with different versions of Happy Birthday, like, I don't know, a Shania Twain album where she made two different versions of the same mm. flipping album. Yes, I know that actually exists. Um, I just think that Shania Twain, uh, not Shania Twain, I think that Shania McCarthy would be kind of, I don't know, I would like, I would buy that album. I would, I would download that on Spotify and I would be I think just Whitney, kind of though, I think that would work. Oh, now, you know, Whitney Houston oh. is sort of done. <laughs> just Whit. Just Whit or just Whitney. Just like written across a CD in like pink letters. I can see that. It's like a big, what's it called? A, su- a pseudonym. <laughs> when, you, when you go by one, when you go by just one name, what's it called? Uh, I can imagine Whitney doing that. Or like just Madonna. Whitney. Yeah. Like, or Rylan. Whitney. <laughs> um, just sort of, um, you know, I, I, I can imagine that working for her. I mean, we're giving this fu- as as much discussion as it probably deserves, but it's this is the story that we're, that we're with at the moment. Whitney seems about as interested in this as I am, by the way. Like, she clearly has absolutely no interest at this stage in becoming an international pop star, especially in Japan. You know, Whitney knows yeah, that this, but... is, this is as daft as it sounds. Um, 
So I don't but, quite but she's know been how encouraged we're going to get to do to... it because she... no. But she's been encouraged to do it because she's been told that, you know, she's had a bit of a hard time recently. You know, her boyfriend made could splat on a train. She was meant to get married to him. Yeah. You know, she's she's been a, she's had an abusive boyfriend. She's been in jail. You know, a lot's happened in a very short space of time for Whitney. Um, and that, you know, Terry's kind of said, you need a little bit of fun. So why not start a music career? <laughs> so I think that's kind of his pitch. And Whitney is Whitney is grabbed the ball but i don't quite know if she's ready to run with it just yet i just think we'll see as you say just bring out it is what it is out of retirement and we'll just we'll be talking about this every week for the next few weeks won't we can't wait can't wait i really can't nothing fills me for more excitement than this storyline <laughs> dana and harvey are moving into the square now and yes. there's been hints that harvey is now asking questions about bobby's family history um and good old Kathy was able to step in straight away and just said, oh, no, she she sadly died, but didn't obviously get the details. So I think we're now learning. We've been saying for a few weeks, why is Harvey here? Why is Harvey here? What What's 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 the reason for him to be there? And I think we're now learning the reason. And that is that Harvey is going to discover Bobby's secret and what his reaction to it is going to be. And I can't help but think it's not going to be a very good one. Um, yeah, I still feel that there's more to him, though, because... Yeah, you know, yeah, I get Dana is worried about um, him finding out about what sort of, well, you know, Bobby's past and all that sort of thing. But I can't help but feel that she had more worry about her, about Harvey moving on to the square. I feel like there's some sort of underlying thing that we don't know about yet. Because she seems really reluctant to for Harvey to sort of get to know people, especially when he started talking to Terry and... Um, you know, their friendship was started being all for that, by the way. That looks like it's like that looks like it could be quite good for them. It feels like so long since we've had like two blokes of that age just being mates on the square. I can't even imagine the last time mm. that we had something like that. Maybe Phil and Minty, if if we go if we if we have to go back that far, you know? That sort of that sort of um um old older guy relationship, it would be, it'd be quite nice. Um so, but yeah, I just feel like there's something else about him. I don't know. I'm not I'm not convinced that he is as sort of pure as a driven snow as we seem to be thinking that he is so far there's something else about harvey that we're not seeing yet so i'm waiting for that to come out so harvey not necessarily a long-term character or is so one story character Possib or do you think because he's now been introduced onto know. the square he's going to be a bit long more term no. No, well, yeah he's going to be he's going to be there for a while now you know um but i just we just don't we just don't know everything about him yet and i am really mm -hmm. intrigued to know what exactly was going on with those two before we met them? Because something to do with it, something to do with the mother, something to do with that necklace. There is some secret. Maybe even maybe Harvey's not the one with the secret. Maybe Dana's the one with the big secret. I don't know, but there is some, there is something we are not seeing with one of them or possibly both of them yet. And I'm really looking forward mm. to seeing what it is because it's all a bit easy for Bobby at the moment. Yeah, you know he can find out that Bobby killed his sister. You know. But that's available in any sort of paper. Because if you remember at the time, that was quite big in the media. You know, <laughs> like you had Warford residents sort of reading the paper and seeing, you know, Bobby's picture and finding out about it. So it's not like he isn't going to find out about it quite soon, is it? The second he moves to Warford, someone will mention it to no. him. Some, it's because that's sort of Bobby's thing, isn't it? Oh, it's the boy that killed his sister. You know, that's sort of that's it's sort of Bobby's little little quirk, bless him. So. There's more to it than that. There has to be. There has to be. So bring it on, I say. Yeah. As you say, Dan is kind of keeping Harvey at 
arm's length and because that's been taking away mm. from her she seems to be worrying a little bit but i i see i just thought it was because bobby's secret's going to start coming out but maybe there is then more to to tell um i, I mean we've thrown all is. kinds of theories at the wall so there's <laughs> must be no. more to it well there you go so that was that was extenders this mm. week i mean I, I don't know about you rob but i found this week a little bit dull dare i say it apart from the kind of the odd one or two moments where i kind of yeah i know what you mean but it's just summer in it like it was a bit, it was a bit of a naff week, but it's you know it's, it, but you know it's given us the sort of the Dotty and uh, and Keegan thing, and you know set up a little bit more intrigue. You know, I mean, let's be nothing says it's summer more than this Whitney story. I, I'm sorry, I, I can't put into words <laughs> how much this storyline is going to irritate me and irk me for as long as this exists. All right, it's going to be there, and it's going to be there as a bone of contention for me until it finishes. All right, let's. <laughs> it's but it's just it's summer. And it's nearly September. We've only got, you know, a few more weeks until we're into September where they start to bring out the big guns again. So let's just grit our teeth, hold, you know, yeah. grip the sides of our seat and just, you know, dig our fingernails in until this is done. We'll just bite, I'll just bite, I'll bite on an apple until this is, until this, until the storyline's finished, until we get into September. Because then <laughs> big things are happening, we hear. So let's see. Ooh. Very, very exciting. This is also the last week where it's, well, up until the time of this recording, uh, BBC yeah. st- still might change their mind, uh, where it's no longer <laughs> on iPlayer first. Um, I mean, it's had a mixed reaction. To be fair, actually, I've kind of grown to like it um, for personal reasons. I'll say once I buy behind the scene <laughs> thing for people listening to the podcast, it's been incredibly convenient for us. We've been able to record really and been able to edit and to have longer episodes because we've been able to do it for that reason. Um, uh but you know, it's going back to normal. I think. I think it's certainly going to help the social media. It's going to help. Uh, I think bring mm. in a few more viewers again back to who's nice used to doing the routine thing. Uh, I mean, I, I BBC have been kind of uh, praising themselves, saying I think they've been getting quite a good turnover on iPlayer views or clicks. Yeah. Again, I don't. They don't say views, do they? They say clicks, and so it's a slightly different Hits kind or of something. Yeah, scale. Yeah hit yeah mm. so it's difficult to really tell one or the other but um whether it's an actual view or not but uh yeah so we're going back to normal then we're back to normal eastenders um mm. unfortunately because of uh my ridiculous road trip um we've got no i ain't one to gossip this week so i am now going to jump on rob who i'm sure is very prepared with oh. how you can get in touch with us uh on the show you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Wolford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Wolford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe and click the bell to get notifications about the spoiler videos and for anything else we might be uploading. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify or any of your favourite podcast sites. You can contact us on robwolfordweekly at gmail.com or at alexwolfordweekly at gmail.com. Ha <laughs> I was prepared. Uh, we'll be back um, next weekend uh, for... Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we should be back um, for the episode next week. Um, and we will be back, as Alex says, into normal EastEnders time. So bring on those actual duff duffs, I say. Uh, until then, we will both see you soon. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. See you later. Bye. <laughs>